1: Pretty obvious that it was a man that cleaned this pulpit. Just let you settle down for a second. Pretty obvious, very clear. No, don't worry we, they um they had we had a prayer conference yesterday and um they took our pulpit and most of our stuff in here and um, we just came back uh and when uh margaret is not in church different things manifest <laughs> <laughs> so thank you thank you for doing this uh so and we have a guest this afternoon, or this 12 o'clock service, we have a guest speaker. Uh, my wife's very good friend uh, will be speaking, Pastor Bimbo Ekweme. Uh, so it's her first time ministering in church, uh, but she's just come to celebrate with my wife. So it'd be a great time for us to make her feel welcome so she can come back. I'm not sure why I'm telling you this is your first service, isn't it? So, just in case you will stay behind um, this, this, this morning I've only got 20 minutes to do this and I want us to go back to the book of Joshua and chapter 5 Joshua and chapter the book of Joshua and chapter 5 I feel something good about this month of October testimonies are going to break forth from your lips I just don't, I don't know why I just feel something good about the month of October. Oh, Jesus, give us strength. So we read up to the 13th verse, up to the 12th verse. Let's pick it up from the 13th verse. The book, that's the 13th verse of the book of Joshua. And, When Joshua was by Jericho, so we now see that there was a circumcision, then there was a rolling away, and then there was the land where they ate the produce, and then they're confronted with Jericho. But before the Jericho, the Bible says in verse 13, and when Joshua was by Jericho, he looked up, and behold, a man stood near him with his sword, with his drawn sword in his hand. I want you to follow the kind of description this man had. He was near him with drawn sword in his hands, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversary? And he said, no, neither. But as prince, another version says, as the commander of the Lord's host, have I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. He did what? He fell on his face and he what? Worshipped. Speak along with me. He did what? Joshua fell on his face to the earth. And he what? Worshipped. And said to him, What says my Lord to his servant? What, what are you saying to me? Verse 15. He says, And the prince of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Loose your shoes from off your feet, for the place Where you stand is holy, and Joshua did so. The place where you're standing is holy, and Joshua did so. I want to round this up, and this service, you have the awesome privilege of hearing this last aspect of how to get unstuck from depression. The last one in this season. We spoke about five or six T's. If, if anyone is confronted with depression or you're going through depression, you have to learn to transfer it to God. You have to learn to take immediate action. You have to learn to trust what? The love of God. Number four, you've got to learn to turn someone's life around. Number five, which we spoke about last week, is to what? Travel in prayer. And today, I want to speak about transition through worship. Because we're in a period of transition. I'll put it up for you soon. Transition through worship. If I fast forward, you will find out that this commander of the army of God, and I have to really be cool so I can give this to you quickly, Met Joshua as he was near Jericho. And then we recognize that there was a wall that surrounded Jericho, and no one could go in and no one could come out. And if you read chapter 6, the first verse, the Bible says, And the wall was shut up against the children of Israel. So the wall and the gates were designed to shut you out from moving into your inheritance that you don't deserve, but God has given to you. I hope you understand that. And so when depression comes, depression is to shut you out of the goodness of God for your next life. I'm going to repeat myself again. When the aim, the full aim of depression is to really shut you down from eating the produce of the land for your next season. And when you ever notice the time of depression, depression normally comes when you are about to make a transition or when you have been in a wilderness for a while or when you have been through a period of seemingly no productivity. 40 years the children of Israel were in the land, in, in, in the wilderness. And then at the point of their transition and the gateway into their blessing, the gateway into possessing the whole land, the wall was shut up against them. Help me put on Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1 so they know that I'm just not faking it. In Joshua chapter 6 it says, Now Jericho, a fenced town with high walls, was tightly closed because. Of the children, because of the Israelites, no one went out and no one came in. So that's where they were going, and this is the position where Joshua is. So let's let's analyze this before quickly. Joshua has just finished circumcising the children of Israel, so they were still sore. (laughs) Come on, guys. If they circumcise you at the age of twenty something, and some of them were forty, because none of them were circumcised. In the wilderness, only the ones that left the, the Egypt were the ones who were circumcised. Are you following what I'm saying? And all those were, died in the wilderness. So this was a new generation. And some of them have never seen circumcision before. And here you have Joshua saying, okay, all you men, we're going to circumcise you. And they kind of say, what? It's kind of person saying to you, God laid it on my heart that we all need to be circumcised all the men you're like <laughs> uh, so uh, on the 14th of October while we've got the men's prayer and fasting there will be a surgical circumcision that will take place even if the men agree to it the wives are going to say honey unfortunately you may not be able to attend that meeting And you're looking like, why? Because, I know I'm not supposed to tell you, but surprise, we're traveling. (laughs) He says, where are we going to? Uh, New York. What? He says, yeah, I just felt we needed a break. And he says, okay. And then he goes out of the house and you frantically look for flights because he ain't going through that circumcision. Now, so they were sore. Oof, even thinking about it now because when they did my son's circumcision I felt I was being circumcised as any guy have you have experienced it were you there you, mm, 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 mm. exactly see it's going like mm. while they were doing it for Jaden my wife left and mm. for days I told her don't touch me <laughs> And so here they were saw, here this man had just made a decision that it was almost impossible for them to believe why he made that decision. Because he wasn't a Moses. So the man's coming through a period of time where everybody loved Moses. I mean, sort of. But the miracles and the stuff he did was mind-blowing. And then God says Joshua should take over. And then he should take them into the land. Can you see these series of instructions? And here's the man. And the first thing God is saying to him is circumcise them. Like you go into a position and God says, get rid of all of them. I mean, he says circumcise them. So he's gone from battling with insecurity to battling with telling them a decision that he's never done before and almost impossible. And then he's now battling with the fact that, okay, so how are we going to conquer this land? And so there was Jericho. And listen to what happened. I believe that the first reason why Jericho fell before Joshua is because Joshua fell before God. The war was not yet won before he decided to worship. He believed so much in the I am that the problems of Jericho dissolved at the place of Gilgal. The greatest way to defeat depression above all that I've said is when you allow yourself to transition through worship. Worship is not the slow songs we sing worship is bowing before god do you understand worship is not the slow songs worship is a lifestyle and so when we spend our knees worshiping god the jericho that was set up purposely to stop you from making progress will start to dissolve meaning the depression the issue bringing depression was designed to depress you and God is saying anything that stops you from moving to your next level will dissolve at the place of worship. Are you following what I'm saying? Very important. Listen, when things can regulate your praise, you are actually not in a good place. If the only time you worship and praise God is because favor came upon you and you are bumped up to first class, and then you sit there and your worship escalates to first class, but you find yourself sitting in economy and your worship decreases to the economy seat. You are regulated by your circumstance. I am supposed to be able to praise God the same way sitting beside the toilet. uh, Than when I'm sitting in the first cabin. Everyone's gone quiet. I'm supposed to praise God even when I'm on the tube. uh, Same way I will praise him on the tube. It's the same way I praise him when I get behind my Maserati. Even if you don't say Amen for me, I say Amen for myself. I will not let you backslide because I will never bring you to church. I'll drive it for my pleasure. For your glory. I I don't have one, trust me. But if it's going to cause you to sin, I will still buy it and use it for my own pleasure. But I'm supposed to praise God when the tire is flat and when it is still okay. I'm supposed to praise God in a Max and Spencer dress. The same way I will thank him in a Louis Vuitton outfit. I'm supposed to be able to praise God wearing a Primark, Primark. Whatever it is. (laughs) I still praise God wearing a Gucci wear. My praise is not regulated by what I am wearing. My praise is regulated by who God is. So, when I sit in an economic seat... They must know that the king of kings is sitting with me. I remember one guy said this one time ago. They they just told me uh, there was a a crash, an an airline that crashed in in Africa in Nigeria. And so immediately uh, he got there to buy a ticket for the airline. The airline that had the crash, everybody had left the queue and gone to another airline. And so the guy was there, frantically rushing, and then he got there, and there was nobody on the queue. No business class, no first class, nobody. And he looked around and says, what happened? And, was, and there was a whole queue. On the, he says, what? what happened? He says, oh, ah, no one's buying that ticket for that airline anymore. He looked at them, and he east, and he went there, and he says, can you book me a ticket, please? So he bought the ticket, and he says, since there's no one on your airline, you might as well upgrade me. <laughs> So they upgraded him and as he was leaving he says, "Uh, how do you know that this plane that you're going in has been destined to also fall? Because you do not know when you would die, you don't know what tomorrow will be you don't know what the next second will be and you're going because of an airline. Say, look, look at... In fact, maybe someone is on this line that God is about to call home and you're joining them. (laughs) He says, wherever I sit, if it is my time, it's my time. People started shifting (laughs) to the other airline. They thanked him for doing that. You know why? Because God is with him. There's a place in that world Like he says, I have worshipped God so much that I submit to his will. My life is not my own. My life is God's. And because someone else went through something doesn't mean I go through something. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? So Joshua worshipped God before the problem dissolved, not after the problem. It is what we do first. That determines what God will do first. Many people want manifestation before adoration. They want to receive their dignity before serving divinity. That is the reason why we have worship in church before anything. And that is the reason you don't turn up for worship, before anything. Because your mindset is, let me just catch the message. Catch. Catch the message. As if the message is... (laughs) And that's what happens. Many of you, you don't catch the message. Because when you're supposed to be in church to worship God, you didn't. And so, you came late because if you were early, you wouldn't have met that traffic. So you didn't catch it. And by the time you got to church, you're so overwhelmed by what went on, you are not catching anything. Because our mindset is always the fact that we want to take and take and take. We feel that it is the message that will be the answer to our problems. And God is saying, no, no. I put worship, first because when praise goes before you praise worship doesn't matter what i use this day if praise and worship goes before you the enemy will be defeated before you appear you know when you see these guys singing and they're leading us in worship many of us are like but when they play your favorite song out there you're busting your Life, dance moves that we have never seen before. Why are you laughing? Even if you don't know how to dance, when some old music comes into place, your dance move will be different. But when you come to church, You can't dance before the God that will make other people dance before you and rejoice before you. You didn't get what I mean. It means people will rejoice on your behalf because you have already rejoiced on behalf of God. The reason why it's not a worship by song is because I get to church early. Not because of what I want to get from God but what I want to give unto God. The reason why you're not in church early is because you want to catch what you think is so good for you without realizing that there is no manifestation before adoration. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A heart of worship submits in two ways. First, they submit their ways to God And secondly, they submit their problems to God. Trusting God is the highest form of worship. Now, let me just give you this and then we'll close. Because we need to understand this. When we read the scripture, the Bible says that this man Joshua met the man. And while he met the man, he asked him a question. Who are you? With us or not against us? He says, that's not my issue. My issue is, I am the commander of the army of God. He says to him, what do you want me to do? And the next thing he says is, he says, take off your shoes. Which gorgeous woman would help me this morning who's wearing high heels to come up here? Before I point you out. One. Two. You see, now you can see why he says, take off your shoes. Because you can see all of them. No one wants to take off their shoes. (laughs) Nikke, come here. For your glory. Come, I want you to bring a chair up here. So that she can sit down once in a while. Come on Look at those shoes. Okay, let me stand beside you. Is she, is she is she taller than me? Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, with,
1: with my heels. <laughs> with with her heels, she's taller than me. And um, ignore the hair. I mean, the hair gives you a little bit of uh, height. But right now, she's t- anyway, she's taller than me right now. Okay, sit down for a second. Be the first thing that the man said is what he says. Take off your shoes let me analyze that and let's close joshua had to literally remove his shoes and become barefooted can someone tell me i I know this is sunday service i feel it's bible study can someone tell me where else did you see that same description Moses. moses so if there is a repetition of a pattern there's a meaning And every car, Jesus, uh, today, uh, forget the time for a while, we're celebrating your wedding. Uh, Every time you saw that same thing, there was a purpose, there was a transition, there was a breaking forth. He said that to Moses to go forth to the children of Israel and deliver them. He said that to Joshua because there was a new season the children of Israel were going into. A very were told significant time in the life of a person who didn't recognize what they were there for and so God said to them he said to him, he says take off your shoes because the land where you're standing is holy not every land because I know many people now take off their shoes religiously and walk all over the place that's not what that thing was saying when we look in the scriptures what did it actually mean for the king's mans of Boaz to take off his shoes? Remember, the king's men of Boaz took off his shoes and gave it to Boaz, giving him the right to marry Ruth. Ruth chapter 4, 7 and 8, when you get home. He said, take off, when they were about to marry Ruth, The person who was the, who was the next in line to marry Ruth said, I am not going to marry Ruth. However, I will yield my right and give it to Boaz, meaning Boaz, Boaz can now marry Ruth. I yield my right. I give my authority. I give everything that I claim to have. I give it to this person by taking off my shoes and giving it. Which means that person now has more authority over this product, sorry to use it as that way, than I have even though I'm entitled to it. So when he says to them, take off your shoes, he took off his shoes and he meant, he was saying to Joshua, number one, yield your right to me to lead you in battle. Because if you think you're going to battle with those who just circumstance, they are not yet powerful enough to fight. That's why the battle of Jericho was not taken by sword. Because the sword was already drawn. Ah, The battle of Jericho was taken just by shout. Because in physical location, they couldn't win the battle. But the battle was already won when Joshua yielded... Oh, I missed somebody. You can always walk out of depression when you yield yourself and your right unto God. He just yielded it. Oh, I just missed someone. Listen, Listen. Secondly, by removing his shoes, if this battle is going to be won, it will not be determined by military equipment. Military strategy, military strength, numbers, expertise. It will not be done by what you know what you don't know. He will be won by the power of God. Let me give you another one, and then I can let you, wonderful lady, stand up again. See how tall she is. Sit down. take off those gorgeous, loving shoes. I would have taken off to you, but I believe in God will give you a husband who will be taking off your shoes for you. So, 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 with the shoes, she is elevated. <sighs> <laughs> I feel proud to be tall right now. Oh, she moved here. She said, move, she move, move, move here. Then. Let me get the shoes. Mm-hmm. They're not. Some people can't afford that. <laughs> With the shoes. She's no more elevated. And she's saying. Listen. The only reason. Why she has taken off the shoe. Is because she's humbled herself. Enough to listen to the authority of her pastor. And say. Because. Because of you, I will take off my shoes. You try it after the service and we may have to minister resuscitation. She took off her shoes and because she took off her shoes, the heels of her shoes makes her higher than who she really is. But when she's Standing on bare ground, she is saying that the symbol of my pride and the lifting up of oneself spiritually and physically must bow down to the master and to the king of kings who is your commander. So right now, I am her commander and I says, take off the shoes. If she doesn't take off the shoes, two things will happen. Number one, you will have to fight that battle by yourself. Because if Nike does not humble herself, the next instructions to win Jericho will be beyond your belief. Because if you can't humble yourself enough to take off your shoes, you can't humble yourself enough to walk around seven times. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! So worship is simply obedience. It's nothing more than that. And so when she took off her shoes, she feels naked. She feels like. This is not me. She feels, all she can do is, she can just feel like with the shoe, I have elevation. Without the shoe, I feel vulnerable. Ah! Is anyone here hearing what I'm saying? And Jesus himself had to humble himself. Ah! Before God, highly exalted him above every other name. And many of us are not Humbling ourselves enough for God to elevate us. And that can only take place in the place of worship. The purpose of your shoes is to keep your feet from coming in contact with whatever we are walking on. They inhibit the ground and anything on it to touch our bodies. But the first thing you see is the Bible says the land in which you're standing is holy. Mm. Meaning, when you take off your shoes, you allow me to be in direct contact yes. with your body. Yes,
0: Lord.
1: Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes. I miss somebody in church right now. Because... Everything else you've been doing is by your own elevation. When I want to make contact, I don't want to use anybody to contact you. I don't need the praise and worship leaders to get through to you. And I don't need you to have contacts to get you to where you're going take off anything that does not allow me to have contact with you. Because when you stand on the ground, he didn't say, wheresoever the shoes of your feet shall tread upon you, possess. He says, take off the shoes because this land you're about to go, you can only possess it by having, making your souls step on the land. Wheresoever the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you will possess. Meaning sometimes we have to come before God with our nakedness. When I'm rolling on the floor and I'm dancing before God, you have no idea what battle I'm encountering. I may look mad, but you do not know that this man was the same man they said to him, your son has an ailment. I am fighting for the future of my son. I am giving adoration before there's a manifestation. When you see some people rolling and dancing, I know we're too touche. Our clothes means too much for us to roll before God. We can't even kneel before God in worship because our clothes, what we are wearing, has more strength than the strength that God wants to give to us. God is saying your Gucci shoes, ah! God is saying your clothes, your Louis Vuitton clothes, means nothing when the battle comes. What was sending you through the battle is when you take everything off and you have major contact with me. Because all until you come down, I can't lift you up. Many of you are trying to lift yourself up. And you're wearing the high shoes to get to a place of elevation. And other people may be your shoes. Your boyfriend may be your shoes. Your wife may be your shoes. Your job may be your shoes. Your car may be your shoes. Your wig may be your shoes. Your your, your aging may be your shoes. Things are in your life that are your shoes. That seems to be your elevation. God says you got to let it go because if you don't let it go, you won't conquer that Jericho. Take it off your shoes. It's about turning to God and saying to God, I want to be in contact with you. And when she dropped her shoes, the commander became taller than the soldier. Meaning, I trust you enough to lead me. Because you will now lead me beside the water. My shoes, after a while, will be too tall to take me to the journey I need to go. Because after a while, which I've seen so many times, after church, not only even praise and worship leaders, you can see after a while, they say they're in the spirit, so they take off their shoes. It is, something is not making them go further than they want to go. I saw someone, someone did it before. They were just praising God. They, 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 I don't think it was a shoe. Even I've taken off the shoe before. Remember, the last day of our fast, I took off the shoe. We're taking off the shoe because we're saying, you see, where I want to go right now, this shoe is a deterrent. When all of God consumes you, you take off the shoe. You yeah. say, you know what? This shoe is not the issue because he will give me more shoes, better than this shoe, when I learn to worship, But God is saying, you know what? I want to give you a better shoe. However, unless you come down from that what you're holding on to and you release it to me, you are going nowhere for where I want to take you. Yeah. So I'm going to let the shoe go. because I'm going to let the things go. Because worship is bowing before the God of all creation. And saying nothing I have can hinder me from the person who has me. When we get into that level, depression can never come close to us. Because we know that all things are working together. For good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Pastor, what are you saying today? Let go of the shoes. Because these shoes, after a while, by the time Nikkei wears these shoes, some are very good, but some of us, it's for a fashion wear. I was watching a program of Louis Vuitton. And Louis Vuitton said, I didn't design shoes for women to wear. I just designed them so that they can Use it to take photographs. Wow. Go and meet it. He said, I didn't design it for long use. He said, I designed it for pain. So when they're in pain, they remember who designed the shoe. Because no matter how good these shoes are, if she walks from here to the station, she will feel the pain. in it? She will feel the pain. Secondly, if someone else is wearing flats and she's wearing a shoe and she refuses to take the shoe off, the acceleration and the speed in which that person will get to the station will be faster than the one who is wearing the shoe. God wants to accelerate you quicker than where you are right now. Only if you take off the shoes. Strip yourself clean and let the Almighty God lift you up. Then you will transition into a new level of life and worship becomes a lifestyle, not an occasional song. Did you get anything from me this morning? <laughs> Wear your shoe. I took off my shoe too. So we're in the same category. You and me. Are in the same category. (laughs) Some people will get that tomorrow. (laughs) Where God's love and power. God's own instructions are not as attractive as what you're wearing. But... It is the thing that will cause you to elevate. Bow your heads and let's pray.
0: You've been listening to Tai Adeshugba, Pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.